0: welcome to the living the dream podcast with curveball if you believe you can achieve hello and welcome to another episode of living the dream with curveball i am your host curveball and today i am joined by a professional speaker best-selling author and podcast host of the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, Bob Brom. Bob, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Curtis. I look forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself, maybe where you're from or anything that you would like the audience to know before we get started.
1: Sure. I'm originally, I'm a Northern bird. I'm originally from Birmingham, Michigan, grew up there. And, uh, basically I got tired of the cold. So I headed South to Florida when I had a job opportunity. They said, live anywhere you want within 50 miles of an airport. And it was February and I had a 90 foot driveway with plenty of snow and ice. And I said, okay, I'm heading South. And so, uh, that's what I did. And been down here 25 years now, 20, coming up on 26 years and just enjoying life, doing a lot of fun, encouraging things. I get to enjoy the sun down here all the time and uh, just enjoying, you know, encouraging people and getting a chance to do that with what I do now.
0: So before you started encouraging people, tell everybody what you did before that. And also how did you get into what you're currently doing now all
1: right well as far as what i did before if i could i'll I'll go right into the background story because it all ties together Um, when i was six years old i lost my mother to cancer about a month or two later i lost my grandmother and then christmas day that same year i lost my grandfather and i was the youngest of seven children out of two families Um, my dad got remarried after my mother passed but I was the youngest. So my dad was older. He was old school. He was World War II vet. My mother was of that era as well. And so I saw I had a lot of older relatives and I kept seeing this pattern of reality of life called death. And it's something we're all going to experience. You know, None of us are here permanently. We're all going to end up in a box big or small someday. And it's that reality that I saw that I found out that I needed to continue through This process. Now, this wasn't something I figured out when I was six years old by any means, but as I got older, I figured out that, you know what, this is something that continues in life and we need to be able to get through that. And I found, if you will, my calling was to be positive about things. Things are going to happen in life. Things are going to happen to us. Things happen to you. Things happen to me. Things happen to everybody. And we need to be able to get through those things. Is it easy? No. But with a positive attitude and a focus on, it will get better. We can take one step at a time and continue to grow and continue to get better and continue to see the positive in every day we have. And fortunately, you know, I was able to grow. I went to school for engineering. Uh, I wanted to be a construction engineering major, and that's where the engineering part came out in me. But I found out I wasn't that great with physics. And so I transferred to the business college, um, studied at business and accounting, finished up with that degree. And I went in and and got into a technical field of all things. I I ended up getting a job with a telecommunications manufacturer, and I did real well with it. It came quickly to me. So I knew I had the technical aptitude. And so I I got into that. I understood you know, the background on accounting because I studied that as well. I knew the uh, acronym soup that accountants know. I understood the acronym soup in telecommunications. And then I got into the IT side. And so I understood that technology as well and grew with that. Now what's interesting in that field is that a lot of people can talk to each other in technical terms and accountants the same way. They can talk with their, you know, assets, liabilities and all the acronyms they have in their, in their languages of the the craft. But the people combining, you know, getting tasks done is one thing, but we all got to realize we're all people. And so that's what I help to do is I help people to, bridge that gap between the technology side and the ability that we're all people, that we all have feelings, that we all have things we're dealing with. And sometimes it's, you know, getting through a task, you may work several hours through the night with a group of people and you get a chance to find out more about them. You find out the real people, you find out about their kids, you find out about their spouse, you find out what they do, what they like, and that ability to be able to bring that into people and help them to realize their greatness and to, you know, continue through maybe a problem they're having at work or a problem they might be having in their personal life that you can help them with. That's the excitement to me. That shows people that you're real. It shows people that you care. It shows people that we can connect no matter what we do. And that even if we're in a bad time right now, we can get through it and we can get through it together with others with us. So that's where it all, if you will, comes together as an encouragement engineer because I've, I've lived it, I've learned it, I understand it. And I want to share that idea with people that we have the ability to share our greatness with the world. And we also have the ability to share that excitement with people knowing that, you know what, it might not be great right now, but we can get through it and we can help each other and we can make that next step and it will get better and better and better. And that hope of that positiveness in the future is what can keep you going. And that's what I want
0: to help people to do. So speaking of the name Encouragement Engineer, that's a unique name. How did you come up with that? Most people just say that they're speakers or coaches and they encourage people and motivate them. But what made you come up with the name Encouragement Engineer? Yeah, it's
1: in It's funny you say that because that's what everybody always says is, well, aren't you just a motivational speaker? Well, not really. You can't make somebody be motivated. Okay. And as an encouragement engineer, you help people to see things just a little bit differently That maybe, you know, if you look at this just another degree off and see the benefit of why, you know, you're going through what you're going through, how that will build up your, your personal strength, how that will help you to grow how that will help you to talk to people because you might need to ask for help. As an engineer, you see those little things and you help people to see that. You help people to see the opportunity. And so that's what an encouragement engineer does. It helps you to see the abilities and opportunities you have. Motivational speaker will try to get you to be motivated, but Zig Ziglar always said you can't make somebody be motivated. Motivation comes from within. And that's what I help people to see is that motivation they have within them to go after what they want and go after their goals.
0: Absolutely. Perfect explanation. Now talk about your books because you're also a best-selling author. Tell us a brief rundown about your books and how you got into writing. Well, I my first
1: book was actually about money-saving strategies. And as a father of three boys, I was at a baseball field all the time. And I kept hearing people saying, man, I never have any money. I never have any money. And I'm thinking, how can you never have any money? And, you know, being a dad at a baseball field, I understand because the kids always want a hot dog. They always want something. And I thought, why don't I just start writing down some ideas of money-saving strategies? So that's what I did. And I started to talk to groups about it through Toastmasters. And somebody I went to said, oh, can you come in and speak to my college class? Said, okay, yeah. So I did. And they said, man, you need to write down these ideas in a book. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I just wrote a book about eight chapters long about different ideas of money saving strategies. And then it went into the encouragement and the the ability of showing your purpose to people. And that's what really drove me because that is exciting to me. um, Saving money helps people. It helps people get a footing. It helps people to build up a saving strategy so they can help others. And that's motivation. That's encouragement. And so that encouragement drove me to wrote, write the other books. My latest book is called A Positive Purpose, and it's about that idea that we all have greatness within us. And how are we sharing that? What are we doing to share that with the world? What are we doing that we can show our great abilities that we all have within us with others to either help them or show them that, you know what, if that person could do it, I can do it too. And you share that greatness with the world, it makes the world such a great place. And that's what I want to do is enlighten people to show them that they have greatness within them. And as, as we share it, we can do that. With people. We can do great things with each other. The previous book before that I wrote it's, um, you know, Life Don't owe You Nothing. And it's a little bit of a reality check for our younger generation that we need to get out there and get our hands dirty to get things done. If we want a goal, we have to go after it. We need to read. You know, people may not like to read, but that's a key piece in our society today. You got to read to learn. You got to learn to grow. And as you grow, you get better. And as you get better, people want to pay you more. And you make yourself more valuable in our society. And when you can do that, that makes everything better. It makes you better. It makes our corporate organizations better. It makes our cities better. It makes our state better. It makes our world better. And then I also had a another book I had was a tribute to my father because he w- was a World War II that and it's the values of the man who gave me my name. And that was basically about some of the things he taught me growing up. He was older. Uh, as I said, when I was born, he was 47 years old. He was a World War II vet, lived through the Depression. That generation has a whole different style. And so people my age, their parents are in between my dad and what I am. And so I have a older style upbringing, if you will, you know, there's manners involved, there's faith, there's hard work, you didn't, you know, you didn't sit around by any means, if you wanted to eat, you got up and did your work, and you helped bring in the groceries, and you helped bring in the stuff for the garden, and you weeded the garden, it wasn't anything called sleeping in in the summer, sleeping in was 7am, so it, it gave a good work ethic, and it gave you a strength that you can achieve things on your own, that you didn't have to rely on anybody.
0: Talk about some of the awards and accomplishments that you've achieved with your work as an encouragement engineer.
1: Well, yeah, I've I've been awarded a couple of times the best speakers for different groups. I speak to universities, colleges, youth organizations, corporate organizations, sales organizations. Some of those awards have been nice to be able to be recognized for that. And it's not so much the recognition, but it's the idea that I'm helping somebody. I'm helping a group. It was always interesting. I spoke to a group of students at Tampa Jesuit down here in Tampa, and it was interesting because the way they had the, the kids sitting, and I'll, I'll never forget this, because I think it was one of the best accolades I ever got, and I'll, I'll explain why. As I gave a speech, I was told the day before, oh, by the way, you only have five minutes for this presentation. It's Like, Okay. The gentleman that went before me, apparently the week before, he went way over. And so they wanted to make sure I was on point. I said, okay, I can, I can do that. But you get in there and they have the freshmen sit in one spot, the sophomores, juniors, and then seniors. And the freshmen were off to my right. And you could tell because they were all sitting up straight, attentive and kind of listening, lens, you know, the freshmen scared look, if you will. And then as you looked around the room, you went around and the, the posture in the seats of the students will say, Got less attentive. And so by the time you got over to the seniors, you know, they were laying, sitting back in their chairs, and slouched down. And, and this one gentleman just caught my eye because he was sitting that way. He was kind of slouched over in the chair, kind of thinking, why do I have to be here? I've heard this stuff before. I'm a senior, you know, let's get through this. And it just caught my eye. And as I presented and talked, I looked up and I saw the transformation of that one student. By the time I finished speaking, he was sitting up straight. He seemed like he was excited, like I triggered something. And that was the best thing to see is just that one person in that audience of 1,200 students that changed their attitude. They got a ch- an idea that maybe sparked them to be able to go further, to do something different. And then as I finished the presentation, one of the priests ran up and he said, that's the best presentation you've heard. They've heard all year. And, you know, he's not lying because he's a priest. So I felt pretty good. I was walking on a cloud when he told me that. But things like that are always enjoyable to hear. And enjoyable to be able to share with people because you know changing that little bit of an attitude they may have you don't know what they're going through but if you can spark something in their mind to show the difference to show that positiveness that hope that something's going to change something's going to come better it's all well worth it
0: there you have it folks the man is definitely certified tell the listeners about your podcast uh what made you actually start podcasting and What is it about and how can people connect with it? Sure, sure.
1: My podcast is called Encouragement Engineering, and it's a podcast about the positive perspective and the advantage of that. It helps you to combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives. So what we do is we talk about uh, things that people maybe have overcome and how they did that, the mindset they had. We talk about abilities they have and the mindset and the the actions they took to be able to overcome these different things. We talk about the value of that positive perspective in whatever it is in your life, because it, it blends across all aspects of life, whether it's your business and growing a business, whether it's you know growing up with your nasty sister or a little brother, or whether it's just something going on in your life, dealing with death, dealing with um, change in, in occupation or loss of job, whatever it may occur in your life. That's what it's about. It's about that idea of overcoming Focusing on the whole, focusing on the positivity that can help you to get through that scenario. And um, it's available if you go to my website at www.bobbrumspeaks.com. There's links to it there. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Player, Breaker, and others. Um, It's out there. It's called Encouragement Engineering.
0: Are there any other projects that you're working on that people need to know about? Any upcoming books, speaking engagements, anything that the listeners would be interested in?
1: Well, I'm, I'm looking for speaking engagements for next year. I can do them virtually. Uh, right now, I'm, like I said, I finished my last book last March, so we'll see what comes next year with a new book, but I try to keep those going as well. I may have some spark over the holidays that start something and. I've been catching up, doing a lot of reading with this time of COVID. So, as well as doing virtual seminars, virtual conferences, uh, talking to people, doing my podcast. So, that's been booming. But yeah, just keep in touch. I'd be glad to, to, you know, contact people and get involved with people. They can find me on social media as well. My website is BobBrumSpeaks.com or Facebook, LinkedIn, Spotify or uh, Instagram. I'm even on um, TikTok as well. I post my daily. Um, one Minute Motivations out there as well on all my social media sites.
0: Ah, speaking of that, I was going to ask you, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, that we haven't touched on? Why don't you go ahead and uh, instead of doing that, just go ahead and throw out one of those off, off the top, off the head, one minute motivations before we get up. All
1: right. Time. Well, what I do on a daily basis is I, I do send out a one minute motivation. That's a quote that I find. And it's quotes that are inspirational, that help people to maybe get through whatever they may be doing in their life, whatever they may have going on. One of them may be, for instance, uh, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there from Will Rogers. And what we do is we talk about that quote, because if you just, for instance, if you just sit there in life, nothing's going to happen for you. It's going to happen to you. And that's not the way we want to live our life. If we're happening in our life, if we're focused on doing things in our life and taking action that we need to do, we can make positive difference in our life. So why not try to make positive difference? Like the quote says, get and do something on track. Either move or you're going to get run over. So take that action today and help yourself, help others, get out there and take the action to show the value you have in this world, to show your greatness to the world. And that's kind of one of the scenarios I give on a daily basis on my one-minute motivations on my social media sites. Perfect.
0: Perfect way to end it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Brom. Bob, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Curtis, thank you for your time today.
0: I really appreciate it. Anytime. And listeners, please make sure to rate and review the show after listening.